chips? What what type of chip do you prefer with your your? Yeah, I, I hate Fritos, so those are gross. What? Yeah, those are gross. Um, I'm gonna go. How can you, hold on, hold on. How can you hate America by not liking Say, can you see? That's right. It's time for episode number 52 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the one and only Baron of Barbecues, the Rear Admiral of Ribs, the Tank Commander of the Tube Steak, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? Ah, I'm doing well. I like those nicknames. As uh, I think Terrell Owens once said, I loves me some meat. I love meat. So uh, the the barbecue uh, concept I'm all about. So no, I'm doing really well, actually. Uh, you know, I think that um, during every, you know, season of life, you go through ups and downs of level of anxiety, level of peace. And I'm just in a pretty good spot right now. How about you, buddy? Well, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Glad to hear you're doing well. It sounds like you've had some really magical moments leading into the, the long holiday, which leads me to something I'd like to talk about, Kirby. I'm not even going to ask you to ask me about it. That's right. You know, life does come down to moments, Kirby. And if you think back on your life, there are certain moments that stand out far more vividly than others, you know, like meeting your lovely, lovely spouse, Amy, graduating from college, or maybe that insight that causes you to change your view of something. These are all important moments, but what I want to talk about today are the moments that one has in life that are centered around the pride of acknowledgement um, and a company that can help you create them. I'm talking about those moments where people recognize you uh, or have recognized you when you were at your best, when you've drawn on your strength and courage and grit and resilience to accomplish something you didn't think you could. And those are really special moments in life. I call them kind of moments of pride. They're moments of pride And that's why a robust employee uh, recognition program is so, so vitally important. And just as important as we've talked about on this very broadcast, finding the right partner is just as important. And there's no more knowledgeable, capable, and flexible company than Jay Charles to help you navigate the sometimes confusing waters of employee recognition. And Kirby, I know you've experienced some of those really beautiful moments of recognition where people recognized you. And it means such a great deal to you, doesn't it? It does. And, and you know, it's funny. I think we, we think of those moments where I remember where I was when, and there are big like uh, moments in the, the uh, nation or, or in culture. Um, but I think you're right. There are those moments in your life where you remember, uh, you know, that something transformed, you know, that when you were recognized, not only for the accomplishment, but the, the work that it took to get there. And I think those are things, I mean, I, again, I can tell you the date on some of those, sure. you know, where, you know, if you receive like a the salesperson of the year or something like that, I was like, I remember the year, I remember the date, I remember where I was. And those things stick with you when done right. And that's what Jay Charles does. 
Yeah, it's about your, when your work actually elevates the collective, right? Yeah. But and, and that's really well said, Kirby. But why should our listeners take your word for it? They, they shouldn't, shouldn't, frankly. <laughs> uh, the statistics don't lie about the benefits when employers are intentional architects of their employees' pride. Companies with a comprehensive recognition program have a 31% lower voluntary turnover rate, according mm-hmm. to Burson Associates. 69% of employees would work harder if they felt their efforts were better appreciated. That's from SocialCast, and I love this one. 90% of employees who receive recognition from their boss have high levels of trust in both the individual and the company, and that comes from Forbes, yeah. 90%. So distributors right now, today, not this, not tomorrow, not Monday, certainly not the 4th of July, but right now, now is the time to help your clients create moments for their employees that they serve. Your friends at J. Charles are ready, willing, and able, and capable to create that effective and meaningful recognition program to drive engagement and boost productivity. And in the end, all we remember are those powerful moments. Visit J. Charles today to get started and help your clients remember those moments. All right, Kirby, it was a little long, but I liked what we were talking about. So well, and, and if I may be so bold, and this, again, we're may. outside of the, the, the ad of it, but one yeah. of the things I talk about, and this is just a super quick kind of topic, is there is an appreciation gap. Um, You've probably heard me talk about this because I think, you know, when you're talking to uh, prospects or customers or whatever, most leaders think they appreciate, they show appreciation, but most employees feel like they're not being appreciated and that there's a gap there, right? That needs filled. And so I think um, that's one of the things that is a worthy topic, whether you're talking about Jay Charles or you're just talking about, look, I want to have a better culture. No question. No question. And again, no better company than Jay Charles in our industry to help you help your clients create those intentional moments yep. where those employees swell with pride and they become more productive. All right, Kirby. So we both talked very briefly that we have a bunch of weird little topics we're going to talk about today. Yep. It could be a wheels off edition of the firework level podcast. We're about yep. to go. I've got the promo up front section. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you saw this. Visaprint, which is kind of in our industry, they're owned by Simpress and which owns Gold Star Pens, for example. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, they've been tabbed to handle the Washington football team rebrand. I did see that. It's a multi-year official design partner. And instead of uh, behind the scenes, like not showing people, they're going to be very transparent. They're going to document the rebranding online at WashingtonJourney.com. And at first, when I saw this, I'm like, Vistaprint, what experience do they have? Right. Well, then I realized that they had purchased 99 Designs, which is a design and ad agency that they acquired in October. And they already had a partnership with the Boston Celtics as their jersey sponsor and exclusive marketing and design partner, which sounds so, so regal. Um, but here's what I liked about it, Kirby. The deal also extends to small business partners in the Washington, D.C. area. The Washington football team and Vistaprint will identify five small businesses to feature during their 99 days of design. Each of these five small businesses is going to receive a rebrand from Vistaprint, marketing materials, and a $15,000 grant. And they're going to showcase a small business during each of the eight home games this year at in uh, Landover, Maryland at FedEx Field. So it's really genius marketing and goes beyond promo for Vistaprint. You know, the company's really now a full service design agency with a high profile client. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. And do you see that as kind of the future of the way our industry is going to go, where it's all going to be kind of wrapped up into one, or is it still going to be separate components? Yeah, I think that my take on this was watch out. If Vista Brent is able to 
really do this and do it well. And let me just tell you, based on the, the you know, it, there's a plan and then there's the execution of said plan, but the plan is solid. Like it's, it's really good. And so if, um, Vistaprint has been building to like this. It was fascinating to watch them when they first started. It's like, I'm going to, we're going to do business cards for 10 bucks. And right. that is they're spending and you're just watching them go, okay, that's customer acquisition. They're they're Right. And they're learning. Then all of a sudden they were into promo a little bit and they're doing a little bit more. Right. I, I think it's been, it can be disconcerting to a degree, but also it's been interesting just from an entrepreneurial standpoint to watch them grow and evolve. When I saw that, I was like, wow. They're going to take up the rebranding for the Washington football team. That's a big ask. Yeah. You know yeah. who they become to me? They, it, to me, they're almost the apple of the print and promo industry mm. because they're very surgically and tactically identifying partners. Instead of trying to emulate them, they are acquiring yeah. them. They're acquiring not only the brand and 99 designs, which is a great brand, but also that expertise in the team. And they become part of Vistaprint. And, you know, we've looked at Vistaprint in the promo world as, well, that's just people uploading a logo and getting a few hey. coffee mugs, so on and so forth. It's going to go far beyond that oh, now. Yeah. So I'm not sure it's disconcerting. I think for some people, it is going yeah, to be disconcerting. Yeah. For other people, it's going to be, I want to do that too on, on the scale I can pull that off. So I think it's really fascinating. And I think Vistaprint as a company name is in for a rebrand themselves. I was just thinking the same thing. Vistaprint does not really tell me anymore what it does. Yeah. Right. And I'll be, I'll be candid. I get my business cards through Vistaprint. It's easy. It's cost-effective. It's frictionless and it's great. But you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know if it's watch out as much as watch watch yeah. and learn. And I tell you what, they better get moving because I don't know if you saw this, the U.S. Patent Office rejected the Washington football team's request to have the term Washington football team uh, copyrighted. So they better get moving on that <laughs> rebrand pretty quick. Yeah. I, again, I, like you said, it's, it depends on where you sit on the thing. But when I say watch out, I'm talking about the folks who don't add value. No question. Because those folks are, are going to be in for, it, they're running out of places to hide. At this point, they need to watch out for everything because as we've talked about on this podcast, the pandemic has accelerated the shift from just putting logos on things to true agency work. Yep. And so if, if, you're, if you've been in the bleachers and you don't have plans to get in the game and you're not in the game yet, you may just want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So can, so I'm going to jump in because my top, my, yeah. my topic goes, it flows right from this. So we'll flow um, it away. Yeah. So I was having a conversation with another person in the industry and they've been less active right now, but they were talking to me about, Hey, I need to get back into it, whatever. And I, I said, well, you know, one of the challenges we're having is, you know, with the supply chain. And this person was like, what's, what's going on with that? And I was like, <laughs> I said, wow. And so we talked a little bit about it and it occurred to me that, and I, I, I'm going to need your help to kind of fill out my thoughts on this, but I, it always strikes me when I come across people in our industry who don't listen to any industry podcasts, they don't, you know, try and connect with any industry thought leaders. They don't read blogs. They don't like, and you go to introduce somebody and you're like, well, you know, Mark Graham. And they're like, no, like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> and, so, right. um, and I'm always fascinated by that and how there are people who are able to survive without really doing the stuff the work, the, the studying on our, um, on our industry and trying to be experts. So I, 
I'm, and, and my note was, if you want to be beat for imprint, if you want to compete in any way with for imprint, you got to do things differently, do things better. How do you think people are going to be able to continue that? Like, can they just blinders on and keep going? Or is, is this like the, the bell tower ringing and I, they're, they're going to exit? Yeah, I think, you know, for if anybody's sticking their head in the sand about issues that impact every aspect of the industry, it's not like, well, that's something I don't have to pay attention to because that really impacts only suppliers, not distributors right. or vice versa, or service providers in, in any event. The, when you're ignoring things like supply chain, when you're ignoring things like tariffs, when you're ignoring things like the PRO Act, when you're ignoring things that really uh, just permeate every aspect of the promotional products industry, I would que- I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. I would question that person's definition of success. Right. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'd like to see the balance sheet, but in a competitive, slightly, actually not slightly, in a competitive commoditized industry, the differentiators are the value you add. You and I have talked on this podcast about how important it is and I think I think you give me a little bit of credit for kind of pushing you in this direction. Oh, for sure. Hey, I need you need to be talking to your clients today about Q4 products. Yeah. Because we don't know what the supply chain looks like. I, I just wrote somewhere today. It's you know people are just now realizing that the supply chain is held together by duct tape and bailing wire, yeah. and it's so fragile right now. You know, I don't know what Christmas is going to look like in retail, let alone promo. And trust me, retail drives a lot, gets a lot more uh, attention than promo. So if you're not talking to your clients and educating yourself about supply chain, about the PRO Act, about tariffs, about world events, if you're not that impact the industry, you're doing your clients a disservice. I really don't even care about how your business is doing. You're just being irresponsible, in my opinion. And I don't mean that. I'm not trying to, to wave a big uh, panicky flag, but you're being irresponsible. You're not doing, you're not taking the trust that your clients have given you and embracing that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and in the interest of transparency, the people who are listening to this podcast aren't right. generally those people, right? Because they are listening no. to industry podcasts. They're, they're doing, right. but it's like, I ask people all the time, what are you listening to? What are you reading? How are you evolving? If you're not doing any of it, then why would I choose you? Absolutely. And maybe this is a good time to share your favorite podcast, which is the Promo Upfront podcast, which can be found on brandofbookmarketing.com under the content section of the website. Um, good topic, Kirby. I yeah. like it. So those people insulated from the news. All right, Kirby. Um, you know, we're coming up to Independence Day and there's few things more American than Hamburger Helper. I think we both agree on that. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Hamburger? Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Don't b- worry about it. I do. Okay. <clears throat> so Tasty, if you know the, the company Tasty, it's owned by BuzzFeed. They are co-branding with Hamburger Helper to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Hamburger Helper brand and diversify BuzzFeed revenue stream. So Tasty is going to release four co-branded dry meal kits drawing from various culinary styles. Okay. And I didn't realize this, but there's already 250 Tasty co-branded licenses that brought over $250 million in global sales in 2020 for Tasty. Okay. Things with Walmart, McCormick, Nestle, and, and I love this. So they said their choice to partner with Hamburger Helper specifically as a result of what Tasty says. 
and hold on to your hold on to your fork, knife and fork. What Tacy says is the modern culinary landscape as younger generations turn to meal kits, not only during the pandemic, but as meal kit and subscription services grow in popularity. The exact quote is partnering with a cool brand is good for General Mills, which owns Hamburger Helper. Partnering with a cool brand is good for General Mills because it makes them relevant. It gives them some credibility with a community that otherwise would not consider them as a brand. I, I first of all, I you and I talk a lot about co-branding just because it's really become prevalent in the last couple of years. First yeah. couple of years, we started podcasting. I don't think we ever talked about co-branding. Yeah. And I see it all the time now. But every time I see co-branding, all I see are opportunities for really, really cool merchandise and so <laughs> few take advantage of it. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Why do they not take advantage of these co-branding opportunities where they're driving revenue streams, but by creating merchandise lines, they do it so well in the fast food, quick service mm -hmm. uh, area, you know, the Wendy's, the KFC's, the Arby's, the DiGiorno pizza for crying out loud. Why are they not doing this? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's, we talk yeah. about it a lot, but what I, what I would say is we've actually talked a lot about the merch piece really in the last 12 months, really, you know what I mean? Like those, those brands you just mentioned, they are cutting edge on that merch, yeah. you know, doing cool swag or whatever. So it's still new. I, I actually think that more and more, but I mean, as a trend right? Like it's, it's a trend now. And I think you'll see, and I see more and more of that because there's a, there's a hunger for it. And you talked I, about like building scarcity into it is smart. And mm -hmm. so I, why are they not doing it? That was the question you asked me. I said, I think the people are still coming on to the idea that it's an important piece of a campaign. Yeah. It shouldn't be right. that long, but it's, it's, it is. Yeah. I think you're right, but I also think it's a little bit of laziness too, to be honest yeah, with you. I don't yeah. think it, it's, it's laziness not understanding all the possible touch points you can have. Yeah. When we've seen promotional merchandise be so effective, especially over the past 12 months during the pandemic, yeah. to not think of that as a thing. I mean, not that I want a little hamburger helper hand, but I bet someone could be very creative and come up with something cool that some people would want or the Kool-Aid man or yeah. the, they, the, the Domino's has brought the Noid back for yeah, crying yeah, out I loud. Noticed that. I saw or, that. Or Mr. Peanut, there's so many options, I think, where you could create some really fun merchandise that would uh, really pervade the target audience and really be embraced by it. Well, and I think what's, what's retro, that's the word I was trying to think is like, I keep thinking Mr. Peanut, I actually think you could do some really cool t-shirt stuff with yeah. that. You'd be like, yeah, it's Mr. Peanut. It's something for my youth or whatever. There's a great book about this called Brandscaping. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and it's essentially about co-branding, about how brands yeah. come together and share audiences and share platforms and create content together. Um, but yeah, I think you're seeing more people do that well. Um, but yes, not enough. The next enough. step is merch. I think I, yeah, I not enough. You. And I'm still waiting to go to my local Kroger and buy stay puffed marshmallows. How did they not <laughs> ever sell stay puffed marshmallows? But that's beside the point. Oh, All right, Kirby, got another topic for us. Yeah. Oh, this one is, is interesting to me. I'll be curious to see what you think. It says um, there was a headline on LinkedIn the other day. Yes, it sir. Said, Latest recru recruiting perk is work from home forever. So okay. re recruiters are discovering the remote work revolution spurred by the pandemic um, has altered the process of luring talented workers to new jobs. So the, the, essentially the idea is, you know, as people are re-engaging um, with work or they're being asked to come mm. back to work, I think mm. there's been a, a legitimate pushback. Like, no, it, we've been able to 
perform at home. I want to stay at home. And so all of a sudden, a recruiting perk is, yeah, no problem. You can work from home forever. So my question to you, I, to me, when I saw this headline, I was like, well, duh. <laughs> like this, this shows how out of touch so many companies are. And it, it, you know me well enough. I don't want to work from home. I have friends that have been working from home for 15, 20 years. So the idea that all of a sudden that that's like some big new thing was surprising to me. You? Kirby, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard because <laughs> you're, you're basically taking something that everybody's been forced to do and packaging it as, as a perk. Yeah. Uh, you know, most companies honestly don't want all their employees back. Yeah. It's more cost effective for them to have people work from home. Not everybody. Right. But a lot of people, because you don't need the footprint, the real estate footprint, you don't yeah. need in, in, so I don't think packaging something we are all forced to do 12 months ago, as all of a sudden this genius perk, I want a list of those companies and I want to post them somewhere on a website of companies not to work for, because I guarantee you, they don't understand employee recognition or engagement the way Jay Charles would. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, it's that's a dumb park. Yeah, it, it is. But one of the things I would say is I've actually been having this conversation and I'm going to go off a little bit. But, you know, I think one of the things we're hearing all the time right now is nobody nobody wants to work. That's why we can't we don't the labor crisis is right. Right. And I think that there is some um, truth to that leg of the stool. Right. There, there are people who don't want to work and sure. the unemployment benefits are lucrative enough that they don't have to and all that sort of thing. Um, but I heard somebody say the other day that one of the pieces that they felt was affecting employment were uh, working mothers who don't want to go back. They've mm -hmm. over the last year, they've either worked from home or they've been home. And when the choice came back, they're like, you know what, I want to stay home with my kid. And I don't know that I understood the, the magnitude of the numbers of people like that, but I actually think there's some truth to that. There is what I, I get what the company's trying to do. The company right. who the companies in question are trying to create the ever elusive work life balance. Right. Okay. I get that, but there's better ways to do it. Yes. I think you offer it, but not as a perk as a, just, this is what we allow people. This, to is, do. How we just, just this is how we do it. Yeah. yeah. A perk is like, we're going to a 980 schedule. You work 80 hours in nine days as opposed to 10. So every other Friday you have off or maybe having everybody work, uh, you know, 10, out, 10, 12 hours a day and have a four day work week or whatever it is, or maybe give people a month off just as they walk in the door, as opposed to you get two weeks off and you got to earn the rest right. or, um, you know, any number of things that actually create a more balanced life. You know, think about how happy everybody is today. Today is July 2nd when we drop this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. 95% of our audience is not working today. Mm -hmm. Nobody's working on Monday the 5th. That means everybody has two four-day weeks and that's all anybody can talk about. <laughs> and it doesn't make people less productive. In fact, I would argue they're more productive so that they can act because we all work all the time. We're all connected all the time. So everybody's going to try to get everything done by Thursday at five so they can truly enjoy Friday and Monday off and enjoy that time. Yeah, I don't know. You're offering a perk that's kind of a, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Figure something else out, or here's an idea. Maybe talk to your prospective employees and say, what would you like? Yeah. What would make, what, let's talk, let's jointly venture <laughs> and figure out what would work for both of us. 
wow, there's a concept. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how that, I think employers are definitely, and they're really, tone I think people, well, tone deaf, but I think they're beginning to understand they have to think about it differently. And, and I think that that'll be, that'll be interesting to yeah. see how that plays out. All right. Do we have time for one very quick one, Kirby? Very, very quick. Since Absolutely, you're the, brother. Since you are the uh, tank commander of tube steaks, I want to know what is your what is your ideal Fourth of July barbecue meal? I'm going to share mine to give you a chance to share what yours is. This is not part of the game. I was just really curious. So when I think of a Fourth of July meal, I think you got to do things that are portable, things that allow people to walk around. So it's got to be burgers and dogs. Okay. Got to be burgers and dogs for me. Got to be potato salad. I don't like macaroni salad. I got problems with pasta to begin with. And then when you make it cold and mix it with all sorts of weird gooey stuff, I'm out. So potato salad, chips, always needs to be chips, but they need to be the right chips. On America Day, got to be Fritos. Got to, got to, got to be the corn chip. Okay. I want a side of corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of butter. And for my beverage, got to be a beer. I think Budweiser or Bud Light has to be an American domestic beer. If you want to go out and, and be foo-fooey and get your local IPA, I think that's fine too. But Budweiser just screams America. And the last one, Kirby, if I want dessert, a lot of people are going to go for the brownie. No, they're wrong. You okay. go for the popsicle every day of the week and twice on 4th of July. Kirby, okay. what is your ideal 4th of July barbecue meal? Okay, uh, clearly you have very well thought this out. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you burgers and dogs. Um, okay. A, a, burgers would be my, definitely my. Here, I'll walk you down. Preference. So side, so burger, oh, burgers, your preference, side yeah. dish. Yeah, I don't enjoy the potato salad or okay. that sort of thing. Um, I actually, Amy makes a really nice pasta salad that she, um, we do pasta and then do um, uh, like a vinaigrette. And so it's actually here, it's, um, Italian it's pretty yeah. tasty. Okay. Um, chips. What what type of chip do you prefer with your, your yeah, burger? I, I hate Fritos. So those are gross. What? Yeah, those are gross. Um, I'm going to go. How can I... you, hold on, hold on. How can you hate America by not liking Fritos? <laughs> Fritos are gross. I'm going to go just some sort of cons salt and vinegar. Um, okay. I can, I can go with the salt and vinegar. I've yep. got no problem with the salt and vinegar, but I just can't believe you hate America that much about yeah. Fritos. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... And Maybe cool. What about a vegetable? Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely all in on the corn on the cob. That, I okay. mean, growing up, like, you know, I'm in a, a fairly rural area. So, I mean, mm -hmm. my grandpa grew corn. And so that was a that was a normal thing. And fresh corn on the cob is hard to beat, man. Absolutely. It's got to be knee high by the 4th of July. Exactly. Right? Exactly. All right. And last, Kirby, what is your dessert? Oh, well, that's for your beverage. I'm sorry, your beverage yeah. of choice? Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, so Budweiser's fine. Um, and I get why 4th of July. I'm going to go with a Sam Adams Summer Ale or nice. a Lagunitas IPA. Those are yeah. kind of two of my kind of go-tos. And, and I'm going to throw in the spicy ranch water, which I've been really enjoying as of late. Very okay. good stuff. Okay, cool. All right. And, then, and dessert, Kirby? I think I would have a second IPA. Uh, you know what? That may win the whole argument right there. All right, Kirby, it is now time for the party in the back section. Thank you for playing along there. I think everybody really wanted to know what uh, yeah, you and I are, 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 are going, might be eating on the 4th of July. So uh, we have a game now and you're going to party us in the back. Let's go. All right. So this might, I, I might be completely, this might be unfair, but okay. it will be fun for me for sure. So, well, that's what it's all about. You like the Cobra Kai, right? I love Cobra Kai. Okay. Well, when's the last time you watched it? Oh, it's been a while. Okay. So we have a Cobra Kai quiz. Why are you <laughs> testing my knowledge on Cobra Kai? And, Is and it Cobra just... Kai 
or the entire Karate Kid franchise? No, it's Cobra Kai. Okay. Cobra Kai. Um, okay. okay, so it's Cobra Kai, and I was going to do multiple choice, and I was like, screw that shit. I want to nope. make you work. Okay, yep. so I think these are pretty easy, but we'll see, because I, yep. you know, I was looking at them. So in the Cobra Kai series, who is the first student to join Cobra Kai? Uh, Danny. Something, I don't know. Miguel. Miguel is Miguel, the first person to join. I don't remember the names. <laughs> All okay, right, I'll, just, I'll help you with I the names. See, no, no, no. You don't have to. No, I just see what this is designed to do and just understand <laughs> that future games, there will be wrong answers now. Go ahead. Have your fun, Kirby. Fire away. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get better if you don't know Miguel. <laughs> go ahead. No mercy. Let's go. <laughs> Who is Johnny's son? Johnny's son. And I'll help you with the is... name if you can at least tell, like, kind of describe him. How about that? Uh, Johnny's son, he's uh, the kid with the, the bowl cut. Yeah, Robbie. I can't remember. Robbie! Of course, Robbie Knievel. Robbie yeah. Knievel. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're, if you get 40% on this, you're doing great. Um, okay. Where does Daniel LaRusso work? LaRusso Motors. Very good. Very good. I think it was sells, technically uh, LaRusso cars, cars, but yeah, it's totally. Judges yeah. say totally. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you hear that? Can you, can you hear that? It's a weird sound I'm hearing. It's everybody turning off the podcast. But anyway, go ahead, continue. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what, what does uh, Daniel name his dojo? Oh, uh, Miyagi, Miyagi Dojo, Miyagi-Do. Miyagi-Do Karate, very good. Yeah. Uh, who's the boy with the mohawk with the red dye? Hawk. Hawk is right, you're killing it. Yeah. See? Total comeback, total comeback. Um, who is Miguel and Robbie? Who are they fighting over? What, what's the girl? Oh, Priscilla Presley. <laughs> so close. Samantha, Daniel's daughter. Samantha, that's right. Okay. Now this one you're going to get. What is the mantra? What is the, the thing that, of Cobra Kai karate? Oh, strike first, strike fast, no mercy. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Oh, but that, that's, that counts, totally counts. Mm -hmm. And okay, so just two more. You're doing great. Really, one more and then a bonus. What is okay. the name of the original sensei of Cobra Kai? Oh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Forget his name. <laughs> yes, uh, John Kreese. John, John Kreese. Kreese. Yeah, Sergeant Kreese. And final question, and this there's no wrong way to get this one. Okay. Who do you identify more with, Daniel or Johnny? I am of the belief that actually Daniel LaRusso is the bully in Cobra Kai. I identify more with, uh, with the other guy. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job, man. I think you did a great do you, do you, job. Do you have any, you have no comment there? You know, I, what I love about, I series, actually don't believe Danny's the bully. I yeah. think they're both ding dongs quite frankly. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, is I love a series because it allows you to dig into sort of mm -hmm. the idea that it, not one person is perfect and one person is completely evil. They're just dudes who are trying to get things right. Daniel's a bit of a hothead. And, and I think they've done a good job of like showing that negative side, but then going, yeah. hey, he's trying to get it right. And yeah. Johnny, think, the evolution of Johnny's the best. Yeah. So Dan, Daniel son holds a little bit of a grudge. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, oh, well, you know, it's just a moment. It's just a moment. But speaking of moments, Kirby, yeah. we don't want to talk about those type of moments where people are holding grudge. We want to talk about those moments where employers recognize uh, employees for that hard work, that grit, that determination, that those efforts that raise the entire 
organization and that causes you as an employee to swell with pride. We love that. And there's no better partner in the industry than Jay Charles to help you come up with that really cohesive, targeted, and effective employee recognition program. We talked about the statistics. I'm not going to bore you with that, but I will say that now is the time to help your clients create those moments for the employees that they serve. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing amazing thing to have a company like Jay Charles to help you navigate those sometimes confusing waters of employee recognition. So uh, and like I said earlier in the end, we all remember, all we remember are those moments and help. And Jay Charles can help you and your clients create those moments for those employees. So visit jcharles.com today to get started. Kirby, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed episode number 52 of the Promo mm-hmm. Upfront podcast. And now I'm going to go uh, go cry in my bag of Cheetos, or uh, not Cheetos, my bag of Fritos, because you don't like uh, the corn chip. Yeah, Cheetos are gross too. <laughs>